0: Hey, Joseph. Hey, Crystal. Can we talk about the difference between heroes, mentors, and coaches?
1: I hope so, because we we typed up a note for the podcast, so I'd love to. Great. Welcome to A Word from Our Outpost.
0: With Joseph and Crystal Gruber.
1: A podcast for Catholic disciples who are wrestling to be missionary-minded in their normal, everyday lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Direct, O Lord, our actions by thy holy inspiration and carry them on by thy gracious assistance that every word and work of ours may begin in thee and by thee be happily ended. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good to have you back, Crystal.
0: It's good to be back. It's also good to be back at a time of day where I'm chipper and ready to roll.
1: Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Talking about heroes, mentors, and coaches. This is Spurred On. Because I recently joined Toastmasters. As did I. And there's a, what is it, a module or a, I don't know the language, I'm I'm new. But it's about the difference between mentors and coaches. And I thought it was, oh, that's a helpful distinction. And then I've been listening to Seth Godin from time to time um, in the middle of one of his books. And I listen to his podcast, not every week, but some weeks. And he talks about this this, uh, this third category of people who help other people become better. And it's the category of hero. And he had very interesting things to say about the role of hero versus the role of a mentor. And I thought we could talk about all three of these things in this episode and see where it goes. Because I've got, I'm all conflicted about it.
0: So, and this is really neat to me because um in the image of our a word from our outpost the like podcast logo we used bricks in the background and our
1: that's what that is bricks thought stone
0: stones stones um but essentially the side wall of something right and this idea that in the christian life we need people that have gone before us that can support us and help us and then we also will have people that come after us that we support and that we're sharing and that this is what builds up.
1: And people beside us who can sort of keep us in our place yes. and keep us oriented correctly.
0: Yeah. And, and so he, it, heroes, mentors and coaches all seem to be the sort of people upon whom shoulders we can stand to, in a certain sense. Um, but There are some distinctions, and and I think there's a need potentially for all three, although I suppose that's one of the things we'll tease out. And yeah, wanting to understand why do we need a hero, a mentor, and or a coach? Um, What are they for? What is the distinction, and, and how do we go about finding them?
1: Yeah, so maybe I'll start with the mentor and coach distinction. Yeah. Because I thought this was rather brilliant. In Toastmasters, they d- draw this line between a coach and a mentor. If you seek out a mentor in Toastmasters, it means something. and If you c- seek out a coach, it means something else. A coach is for a particular problem that we would bring to the coach, and the coach would give us practical advice on how to overcome that problem. So a coach has expertise in a field and is capable of listening in order to give particular advice. A mentor is somebody who also has expertise in a field, but we go to them sort of for like the 30,000-foot view and talk more about uh, where we would like to be, and they'll ask us questions about how we think we would best get there. So instead of them providing the advice, they're more listening well. And because they have an ear of an expertise, of, of expertise they are an expert, uh, they can ask questions that are best suited for helping us to discover our next steps. They're not all leading questions in the sense of, I know the answer, I'm just waiting for you to say it. It, it, is, it is really to try to draw out from the protege, the the way the protege thinks they ought to go not how the mentor thinks they ought to go
0: and and I think there's a really beautiful thing here with this distinction of a mentor I think often a good mentor in true humility can look at the protege and say I don't actually know the best way for this to all pan out in your life which is why the questions can be sincerely not leading Um, because they see that there are many ways that things can play out. And I think the exciting thing as a mentor is sometimes the protege comes up with something that you never would have. Whereas with a coach, oftentimes because you're honing in on something more specific, there is a best way. Um, Ski racing. Or at
1: least a better way.
0: Yeah, or at least a better way. You know, ski racing comes to my mind for this. Um, I had a, a coach when I was a racer, that would always tell me to turn earlier, but he wasn't, I, because I needed to turn earlier to be faster. And that was true. But eventually I sort of, I outgrew that coach and pursued more coaching. And I had another coach who said, shift your weight as soon as you get past the gate. And it turned out that when I did that, I turned earlier. So this this other coach was able to tell me something really specific to do that allowed the thing to happen that the other coach that any good ski coach could see I needed to do I just needed a a more experienced coach to tell me how to do it. And, and so it wasn't it wasn't a matter of well what do you think you need to do crystal or I just needed somebody to tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas a mentor is going to be oftentimes in in a less maybe you know I don't well, I don't know is it a less technical situation when there's a mentor need instead of a coach need or is it?
1: Yeah, it would be if you were to continue with the line of skiing uh, if you were talking with an expert skier and wanted their their take or or their help in discerning right, you would go to them and say, I'm not sure if I want to focus more on slalom or downhill, downhill. And they would ask questions and help discern with you and then ask you about what would be the next steps if that was going to be what you were going to do. So that would be like a, so a higher re- level view, a higher level view. And the answer could not be put into you. I mean they might say well I see this aptitude for you in your ability to turn quickly so maybe you should go this way but more often than not they're trying to draw from you things that are already there so that 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 really is the distinction between the coach and the mentor the coach is trying to put something in there that should be in there and the mentor is trying to draw out uh, what what is already inside of you mm,
0: that's that's a really helpful way to put it I love it. So then...
1: There's a third category.
0: Peekaboo Street.
1: That's right. That's the name of a skier.
0: Yeah. Peekaboo Street. She's. A I sh- was
1: thrown off because that was not what I Peek-a-boo. expected you to say. She picked her
0: own name. But she will... I will never ski with Peekaboo Street. At least probably not to my knowledge or Probably never talk to her. I'd probably never talk to her. But boy, do I like watching her ski.
1: Who is Peekaboo Street.
0: She's a, a ski racer.
1: Not everyone knows that. You know that, right?
0: Well, now they do. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah. So, But she's, she's a really famous ski racer. Um, she's an incredible racer. This is not the time or the place to go on about her. But she is a ski racing hero to me. So this idea that we have a hero, that we have somebody that we can look up to, that I, I, as a racer, I could emulate her.
1: But you never needed to meet her in order to emulate her.
0: No. And I never needed to meet her to be inspired by her or to learn from her.
1: Or to be motivated by her example.
0: Oh, yeah. Or her story. The story of her family is really incredible and really motivating and inspiring.
1: But none of this required a personal interaction. Correct. So this is fascinating. You know, for bodybuilders, they would look to the example of Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger for... Comedians, they would look to uh, probably George Carlin, uh, Monty Python, uh, that whole troupe. Uh, what what are other classic comedians? I mean, Red Skelton, uh, Bob Hope. I, I mean, there are a lot of different avenues people might go down for heroes and comedians. I just went down like a YouTube rabbit hole of comedic clips.
0: That would explain why I didn't recognize most of the names. Yeah. However,
1: we don't need to meet these people in order to be inspired by them.
0: Now, I'm going to start turning this a little bit.
1: I don't know where you're going to go. Please go.
0: So a word from our outpost, this podcast that we record, is for Catholic disciples who are wrestling to be missionary minded.
1: I've heard this recently, in fact.
0: And so I'm wondering if we could turn the conversation a little bit about what it looks like to have heroes, mentors, and coaches in our pursuit of being missionary disciples. And this is something that I think is really, really cool about this discussion in particular about heroes, because I think I often struggle to feel like, well, who are my mentors? Who are my coaches in this? But we have all the saints to be our heroes, but they also don't have to stay our heroes, which is a... That's a little twist. But um, there are lots of heroes available to us.
1: Yeah, we have CDs called Holy Heroes with Stories of Saints. So I want to bring in the controversial thing before we take this turn. Okay. Because I think this is an important conversation to be had. And so we might as well record it and then publish it. Great. Seth Godin talks about this distinction between mentors and heroes and he thinks that we're way overemphasizing the role of mentors because mentors aren't actually doing very much like they're they're basically just good listeners and they ask good questions whereas heroes do quite a bit and the other thing about heroes because we don't actually have to have a relationship with them they are much more scalable of a solution for self-improvement. So Peekaboo Street could perhaps coach or mentor some finite number of skiers in her lifetime, much, much smaller than the number of skiers that she could inspire just by her example. True. And so to emphasize mentors seems to be, so I don't want to misrepresent Seth Godin, right? but I, I I think the thrust of his argument is, why waste people's time on mentorship when what we really need are heroes to give direction to our lives and to run after? And it's a fascinating question, right?
0: It is a fascinating question and and I think I'm particularly fascinated by it because there have been different seasons seasons in my life where I have desired a mentor and not had access to one. Um, and, and maybe that's through my own fault, but but the reality is there are seasons where I can look back and be like I was without mentorship during that time um, and there was some lack in whether that's my community or my ability to reach out to somebody or what have you, but there was some some lack in there. And I could have much more easily found a hero and had that give me some amount of help and some amount of um, energy and inspiration towards whatever the thing was that I desired mentorship in or coaching for that matter. And so I think on one hand, this distinction and this argument of Seth's gives me a lot of hope because it reminds me that mentors are a thing, or it reminds me that heroes are a thing. It reminds me that I, I can look around the whole world for all of human history and say, Who is it that I want to emulate in this, and how can I learn about them? I've, my whole life, I've always loved reading biographies. I've always felt very inspired by different people's dreams. I think it's part of why I'm a daydream believer because I liked reading. Stories of other people accomplishing incredible things. And so this feels really fitting. It makes a lot of sense to me to look for a hero and to be inspired by a hero. And I would absolutely agree that it's a lot more scalable and a lot easier for a hero to inspire orders and orders of magnitudes more people than a mentor could invest in. And the fact of the matter is, is it's really hard to find a really good mentor or coach it's really hard to find oftentimes I think you know when I ask somebody to mentor me when I really do want that 30,000 foot view where I really want them to draw something out of me they're putting something into me (laughs) they're trying to coach me and that's not what I need or there are times where I really need a coach and I really need somebody to just to tell me what to do because they can see it and I can't and they're trying to mentor me and that's not where I'm at um, and so it's it's hard to find somebody that, that can love well into those spaces. And a hero isn't gonna gonna get gonna get into that trouble. They aren't gonna dissatisfy me in that particular way. <laughs> um but I don't think that means that I don't need mentors and coaches.
1: Yeah, I wondered when we were talking about setting up this episode If it was going to be a helpful distinction to draw, to add hero to the classification of people for our improvement, I think it's good to know that there are heroes.
0: Well, and I think it's, I think it is a really important thing because it means that there is another option. I forgot about heroes until you brought this up. Oh no. Oh yes.
1: Oh wow. Wow. Dear listeners, this is a good thing that I invited Crystal back onto the podcast. I invited her back onto the No, (laughs) this is our podcast, and we finally found a time when she was uh, of an energy state capable of recording a podcast. I, however, am not at that energy state.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I forgot that Heroes existed until you brought them up and so that's why i think this is really important
1: yeah well when we did i don't think we did our annual meeting this past year but two years ago maybe yeah when we were setting down like five ten twenty year goals we talked about who is at that 20 to 40 year out goal
0: who's doing what we want to be doing in 20 years Just doing what we want to be doing in 10 years. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we came up with a list of at least three or four names of people for each kind of, I mean, somewhat arbitrary milestone. And I think we did that maybe so that we would try to seek those people out and talk with them, and maybe we still should, but we also should pay attention to them even from afar And say, what is it they're doing? And how can I start approximating that?
0: And I'm also thinking, and this is where it becomes very clear to me that I forgot heroes existed. We very intentionally wrote down people's names who we either know personally or know that we have a close enough degree of separation that we could get in touch with them personally. We did not write down people's names that we probably won't ever have a relationship with and we could do that we could and so that's an interesting piece of the puzzle in terms of the study of another's life like we can also have the people that could potentially be our mentors and coaches sort of study their lives from afar in a hero-like sort of fashion but that's not what we had in mind when we made that list
1: no because i don't think we were thinking about heroes in the sense of we we don't actually need to talk with them they they could be dead they could be uh uh distant in terms of relation or i mean everybody's 6 degrees of separation from kevin bacon so as long as we meet kevin bacon good to go we'll be good to go
0: so i may have cut you off when you were about to say that maybe it's not helpful to bring up heroes but
1: Oh, yeah, I was definitely going to go down that road.
0: I, I think I diverted you from that road.
1: I don't know if you have. I'm still going to entertain it.
0: Great. <laughs> Tell me more.
1: Well, hmm, I don't know. I I suppose there's something of the heroic cast to our coaches and mentors, ideally, that they are somebody that we wish to emulate, and we can go to them with a particular problem or a general question that we want to talk through with them. So there's this heroic cast to them, heroic sheen, I don't know. And so maybe that's helpful as we're thinking through who is it we want to go to for coaching, who is it we would want to go to for mentorship. Because I've had good coaches before, and I've had indifferent coaches, and I've had mentors who listened well, I've had mentors who did a better job inserting themselves. But heroes have always been good. Right. I, I, I think I mean they say never meet your hero. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: because well, and there is something about when when there is that distance with that person, they can't they can't mess up our relationship because they're not actually in relationship with us.
1: I mean, so they could get canceled if they're alive today or get canceled if their work is still floating around, right? People could.
0: But even that, like if they're my hero, unless I'm totally swept up in believing everything that cancel culture says, I could still think they're my hero. And in fact, the fact that they've been canceled might inspire me (laughs) a little more.
1: Yeah, or if we... Cancel culture, or if we find out that their success is predicated on something evil. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, I remember uh, back in, was it elementary school? I don't remember. But there, there were several baseball players who were hitting a large number of home runs, and then discovering that perhaps they were aided by some sort of chemical concoction. It was a blow to a lot of guys, who wanted to be like them, who were talking about them excitedly, who, who were saying they want to follow in their footsteps uh, and to yeah. find out that the hero's journey was... Not their,
0: actually one they wanted to emulate and take.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't a very heroic journey. Yeah. They, they took shortcuts.
0: That's a good point. Okay, so the hero could mess up our <laughs> inspiration.
1: Yeah, and that's something, you know, that can happen with anyone. So it's not a huge deal breaker don't have heroes because they might disappoint. They will disappoint on some level or another.
0: And and that's another I think interesting distinction about all three of these, right, is that you know what I'm looking for as a ski racer is different than what I'm looking for as a missionary disciple. My ski racer heroes are not who I look to when i'm trying to understand how to have a relationship with my neighbor who doesn't want to have a relationship with me and and so to understand the place in which these people fit in our lives and what they're there for and what their limits are
1: yeah i mean i think fundamentally noticing that there's something about people with expertise people with experience that inspires us a desire to emulate, right? The, the human capacity to imitate is quite amazing. And to note that that's actually a really powerful, motivating influence in our lives is saying, I want to be like that. I want to be like him. I want to be like her. You wanted to tie it back to us being a missionary outpost, and I think this is one of the things about evangelization when Pope Paul VI and Evangelii Nunciandi talked about how modern man listens to witnesses more than teachers and if to teachers because they were first witnesses. It's, it's getting to this idea that if, if there's nothing inherently attractive about the way of life being lived by another we will not seek them out for coaching or mentorship or look to them as a hero. And one of the claims of Christianity is that there is something attractive about this life.
0: Yeah, so this is interesting because, you know, I think as we've been having this conversation, a lot of what I've been thinking about is who do I look to as a hero, as a mentor, as a coach? How do I draw those distinctions? How do I I ask for what I need from you know, if I'm working with somebody as a mentor and they're trying to coach me and I actually want the other what have you. But I'm wondering if part of living missionary discipleship is asking the question, am am I somebody whom others would want to be their hero or would want to be their mentor or their coach? Am I trying to live life beautifully such that that would inspire another to want to live life like me, regardless of whether or not they know me. And for those that do know me, am I willing to be attentive to their needs and know when to listen and when to give advice for those that are actually coming to me to be in that space?
1: I'm going to be really honest with you. I started thinking about what I was going to say next, and then I lost track of what you were going to say. I'm not used to having you back on the podcast.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you tell me what you were going to say next, and I'll tie it nice. all together neatly, and then we'll wrap it up.
1: Well, it's, it's going to be totally unrelated to what you were going to talk about because I wasn't listening, I <laughs> feel bad.
0: I really appreciate your honesty, Joseph. I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Well, so I'm reading through Diedrich von Hildebrand's Ethics with a group of people and we were talking about how he talks about three categories of importance three categories of motivating influences that should inspire action in us or or at least do inspire action in us there's the the objective value of a thing itself which should inspire a kind of reverence and perhaps even gratitude in us you know a kind of goodness in itself whether we're there or not to enjoy it right a waterfall is going to be in some sense awe-inspiring whether we're there or not and we can appreciate that and have reverence for things of beauty and majesty things of power and, and glory then there are the things that are good for me right uh, for my fulfillment as a human being, so my bodily and spiritual integrity, and those should be motivating me as well. And then the the third category would be the subjectively satisfying, so that which is pleasurable, not painful. And these are all three different categories, different kinds. They're they're not. Uh, you can't weigh like the 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 goodness of a thing in itself, and. It's subjective satisfaction for me and and try to figure out which one is more important. They're, they're, they're different classifications. Anyway, I was listening to a podcast of Conan O'Brien's a few weeks back. He was interviewing Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen, Conan commended him on this. He said, you are living your dream. You have a company that sells marijuana, and other drugs, and you uh, get to perform in the kinds of movies and and other things that you wish, and you look at porn all you want. You're living the dream, man. And to see, like, Seth Rogen is living the subjectively satisfying dream, and one could want to emulate him. Contrast him with someone like St. Paul, who says... I know how to live whether I have plenty or nothing. I know how to live whether I'm suffering or in comfort. I know how to live... Like, I don't need the subjectively satisfying to know how to live rightly. You know, I've discovered values beyond just the subjectively satisfying. Things that take me outside of myself. Things that are more satisfying than the subjectively satisfying. Because I'm not seeking them for my own satisfaction And that kind of distinction between the different heroes to emulate I think is fascinating. Right, like the Christian hero is saying there's a world of value outside of the subjectively satisfying, the people who pursue money and power and pleasure. Right. I remember, I think it was the pilot episode of Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Do you remember that show? I do. Mm. Lex Luthor was asked why he did things. And I think Lois said, Is it just for power? And he's like, Oh no, no, no. Something much better than power. Pleasure. And like, is that is that all he has? He all all he has is the subjectively satisfying. That is the small world that he lives in, and it drives everything that he does. And he patterned himself after people who did the same. So that totally Maybe not totally different. I don't know what you were saying beforehand. I see
0: exactly how it pulls together. Oh, good. So the thing that I was saying beforehand was this distinction between who are we looking to versus are we living a life worthy of being someone's hero or being someone's coach or mentor? And and I think this is this is really interesting because in the world we live in, a lot of people are drawn to those who are subjectively satisfied right and yet there's this knowledge in our core that that's not enough right that that isn't actually satisfying that that isn't actually fulfilling maybe um for more than a moment and and so the world so badly needs to be able to look to somebody who even when they're suffering can be joyful and can be fun to be around right um and and so well maybe not maybe not necessarily fun, fun but joyful right word, to be around joyful right and well and, and there's something much more satisfying to be around somebody who even in the midst of suffering has hope and joy even when there's sorrow that is there's something more compelling about that kind of person than somebody who is just having sort of subjective fun all the time, and and so what does it look like? Not only to be very intentional about when I'm inviting somebody into my life, whether that's a hero that I'm in, inviting into my life by reading you use about. Use fingers right there. But yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> so by inviting, inv- inviting, fingers, inviting. Yeah, by by being influenced by that person through learning more about their life, or that's asking a mentor or coach, are they actually somebody that is pursuing these more objective beauties, these more objective goods and truths? And am I trying to to live that objectively good life? Because that that's what the world needs to be converted to Christ. Is that the objective, the St. Paul that's willing to say, well, if I'm going to have an amazing dinner tonight, I'm going to dine with these wonderful rich people and I'm going to enjoy it because food is good and company is good and this is great. And if I'm starving in a prison cell, I will rejoice because I have my Lord and my God. And, and to be that kind of person and to seek to be inspired by and influenced by those kind of people is worthwhile
1: yeah so maybe this is a distinction then that runs all through the coaching mentor and hero kinds of helpful figures in our lives is that there may be such ways of coaching or mentoring or being heroic that don't actually draw us outside of ourselves but there may be ways in which we can be drawn outside of ourselves
0: And maybe that's the distinction between the missionary disciple. And? And not that.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Well, yeah. Are we actually participating in a world of value beyond just the subjectively satisfying? And do we see the highest good, the summum bonum, in God himself? Really and truly, are we doing that? And are we seeking people who are doing that in order to emulate?
0: I think that might be a good question to leave off with.
1: There's so much more to say.
0: I think before we hit record, we said we could talk about this topic for hours.
1: Oh, I thought that was like it we're, we're we are going to talk about it for hours. We just won't record it all. Yeah, because we're married. Yeah, oh.
0: We can, we can that go was a have great decision. breakfast and keep talking about this. But I think leaving our dear listeners with the question.
1: What's the question?
0: Of, oh, no, no, I forgot the question.
1: <laughs> well, dear listeners, we think that there are three different ways in which people might help us to become better. And it's sort of like, what does better mean? We didn't define it. And that's Okay. We're trusting you to to know sort of what we meant.
0: The objective good.
1: No, you can be uh, subjectively better too through these things. That is not untrue. Seth Rogen can be your hero. He totally can be your hero. I don't
0: recommend it, just so we're clear on that.
1: That's some coaching from Crystal right there. (laughs) Coaching from Crystal. But we are saying that these are three different things that we can seek out. Sometimes they're given to us, right? If I sign up to be... On a basketball team, ideally, there is a coach who can give me feedback very practically. Sometimes uh, mentors are assigned when someone is new to a job. And sometimes uh, somebody plops a comic book in front of you and says, here, here is a hero or a team of heroes. (laughs) Sorry, I just started thinking about the Fantastic Four. And I'm still really unsure about why that team is the team that it is. (laughs) And I've reread the first, you know, 10 issues of the Fantastic Four recently with my son, and I'm still confused so much by that team.
0: Now we know which heroes Joseph is...
1: Plopping in front of his son. (laughs) Anyway, so these exist. They can be sought out even if they're not given. We can seek out coaches when we are coming across problems, which requires humility, saying, I don't know how to do this. We can seek out mentors if we're not sure of what steps are next to be taken, and they can help us discover really what is going on in our hearts and our minds and ask the questions that we've been afraid to ask ourselves. And then there are the heroes that we can look to and say, they're, they've, they're living something in their lives that I want to follow So these are things we can seek out. I don't think that was your main takeaway, but I'm going to say, do you have heroes, coaches, and mentors on call? And if you don't...
0: What can you do to get them? And with that...
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. People can feel free to share this and subscribe and rate this and review it. I think I'm especially interested... uh, We know that some of our audience happens to be Catholic missionaries. I checked, there were 33 downloads this past week in Bismarck, North Dakota, which in my mind says possibly some missionaries are listening to this who are, this is their full-time profession. I think this is a really interesting conversation to be had. What is the role of a missionary in terms of evangelizing, in terms of being present to people? And so I would challenge you guys especially to be talking about this. I would be challenging everyone to be talking about this as far as what is our role in other people's lives. Are we actually at a level where we can be a coach or a mentor? Have there been comic books drawn up about us? And if not yet, what are we doing to be on that kind of heroic path?
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your son. Um, Thank you for this conversation. I pray that it would inspire many other conversations. And we ask for your grace to live well. We ask
1: all this in your
0: holy name. Amen.
1: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: From our outpost to yours, thanks for listening. And a special thanks to John Mark Scope. That's
1: S-K-O-C-H.
0: For the music.
1: Check him out on Spotify.